episodes ago episode 39 exercise principles to build dad strength and power we covered related topics so we're covering different principles this time out but again related because the two principles we covered last time one of them was intent and that kind of mirrors intensity and so we're going to dive deeper into how we can manage our intent and our intensity in a way that's going to give us the absolute best results and i mentioned this on that podcast but it bears repeating that i did not know how to do this up front my intent was off and my intent was always to work hard But what I learned along the way is that there is a different level that most of us just do not tap into in terms of our effort and our intensity and how dialed we are and just our intent with each of it. It's very easy to think that we're we're working hard, that we're uh, trying to hone in on the form of the movement without realizing that like there's a whole nother level to this that we're just not even familiar with until we we realize it's there. And then we're like, oh, fuck. I have been selling myself way short. And it's not malicious on anybody's part. It's just, we just don't know what we don't know. And so I'm here to tell you what you don't know from my personal experience of fucking this up for years and not training at the intensity that was really going to drive the most results. And that's what this is about. We want to maximize your results and we want to maximize them in a time efficient manner. And that's where intent and intensity comes in because if we want to mac- if we want to get the most results in less time we got to bring intensity into the mix it has to be because otherwise we have to increase volume volume meaning the amount of work you're doing which is likely going to lead to a longer workout so if you want to maximize your results in the least amount of time and just simply get the best results possible then you need to master your intent you need to master your intensity and this is how we're going to understand whether we're reaching that appropriate intensity and as i mentioned before again previous episode you gotta really be honest with yourself about where your effort is where your focus is and if you're truly truly like blocking everything out focused on each individual rep of each individual set and putting your all into that like you just have to be brutally honest with yourself and that was something that I didn't know I had to be brutally honest with myself. I thought I was working hard and I thought that was enough. And you're going to get results doing that. But if you want the most results like we're talking about, then be brutally honest with yourself. Do you have another level that you can go to? It's hard, but that's the fucking point. That's why we strength train. That's why we train in general is because it's hard, because it's challenging and it teaches us to do hard shit. And it has to be challenging in order for us to grow. So that was a slightly rambling intro let's dive into the meat of the issue so again we're going to understand the two key principles to training intensity and so again this is paramount for stimulating results if intensity isn't dialed you leave your results on the table so these two key principles are how you're going to actually measure your intensity and they play off of each other so they're very very related the first one is called rating of perceived exertion rpe 
for short. And so this is a completely subjective scale from one to 10 that estimates how hard you're working. So one means you're on the couch, bag of potato chips on your tummy. You're not even eating the potato chips right now. You are totally stationary. That is your exertion is basically nothing. 10 means you can't possibly give any more effort. If you did, you would black out and die. And that's your one through 10. And so we actually want to, while we work out, we want to stay around an eight out of 10. That's where we're going to get the the most results, the most bang for our buck. And we're going to get our intensity to a level where we can drive and stimulate change and growth without whooping our ass. Because if we're always going for a 10 out of 10, we're going to run out of steam, whether that's in the short term or in the long term. And we're just simply not going to get as many results as we could if we actually pulled back a little bit. And I see this a lot with people just trying to do too much, but it ends up being too much for their body to recover from. And so what happens after our workouts, our workouts actually bring about a a dip in our homeostasis, in our body's balance. And so we go into debt essentially by actually doing the workout. It's kind of like we, we go underneath this bar of stress. So we add stress to the mix and it takes us basically into the negative. Now, We not only want to get back to neutral, we want to get into the positive. So getting back to neutral is recovery and getting into the positive is adaptation. And so that's kind of how it goes. We dip into the negative and then it starts to come back up as we begin our recovery process. And then once we complete our recovery process and we can move into adaptation, that's when we go into the positive. And then that's typically where the cycle starts over again, where we work out again. And so then boom, we get that dip down into the negative, but If we recover and adapt properly, then we can have a continuous upward stream, despite the fact that it's up and down and up and down constantly. But again, if we're always 10 out of 10 or always hammering ourselves, then we're likely just barely getting back to baseline if we even are. And that takes away adaptation because without full recovery, adaptation doesn't happen. So we have to make sure that we're not doing so much that we're compromising our ability to adapt. And that's what a 10 out of 10 intensity does. And now a five or six out of 10 intensity likely isn't going to be strong enough to tell your body that it needs to change. It's not a strong enough signal to say, hey, this is some hard shit that I need you to figure out how to do and how to do better. And we're going to do more hard shit next week. It's going to get even harder. So let's adapt. So that's where the sweet spot is around that 80 out of 10. It's a high enough intensity that we can challenge our body to adapt and grow, but not so high that we can't recover from exercise. And so if you're not getting to that level of RPE, you likely aren't going to get better. You have to demand more from your body and train hard. And so that's RPE. Again, 1 to 10, subjective scale of how you feel, how difficult you feel that workout is or was. And now, within the workout... And so you can use RPE like during the workout. You could, I definitely like the app that I use to track my workouts has a, a scale at the end of it. Being like, how hard was that workout? And that's a great way to keep track. But one way that we'll, we'll also leverage this is within each set, we can talk about reps in reserve or RIR. And so RIR measures how many reps you have left in your tank after a set. So what I always ask my in-person clients after sets until I get a kind of a feel for, for where their failure threshold is, is I'll ask them, how many more reps can you do if I said go until you black out and die? For the record, I don't want you to do that. But if we're aiming for 
two reps in reserve, which is typically what we're aiming for, and they said they could do three to four more, then we know that we can add more weight or more reps. But usually my first lever is I want to add more weight so that we stick to the to the same amount of reps, the prescribed amount of reps. And so if you if you end a set feeling like you can do more than two more reps, and again, this is a little bit subjective here. And so, so bear in mind that with both of these, it is going to take some level of experience to get good at gauging where you're at. But again, you know, if we can do more than, than two R, RIR, then we know that we can just simply handle more. We're strong enough to do more weight or we're strong enough to add more reps. We're capable of doing more. And then as we add more weight or add more reps, it's going to bring your reps in reserve down to that two where we can then get the stimulus that we want because that two reps in reserve is enough to stimulate growth but not so much that we go to failure and end up too sore after workouts so same idea as rpe if we go all the way to zero reps in reserve then we're just adding stress upon stress upon stress and we're likely going to be wildly sore and it's going to be too much of a recovery debt for our body to handle and then that's where we miss out on the adaptation again so failure is okay sometimes in small doses but largely almost completely, almost exclusively, we want to avoid it and end up right around two reps in reserve. And so, again, these two measurements go hand in hand, but they're opposites. So if our ideal RPE is eight, our ideal RPE is two. See how that works? Eight to 10, it's a gap of two. That's our RIR. So if your RPE is six, your RIR should be four. So you can kind of gauge off of each other. So it gives you two different numbers to kind of play against to get a feel for where your intensity is. So again, it takes some experience to get used to both of these numbers to accurately and honestly gauge your RPE and the intensity that you're working with. And then also to accurately guesstimate how many more reps you think you could have done. And I should note that is also a useful uh, reason to go to failure is to find out where that where that is to find out where your zero failure is, your zero RIR, because most of the time we just don't know until we try it. So if you've never gone to failure on anything, then you're just not going to find out really what that was reps and reserve are. And what happens most often is that we think we're pretty close. And then it's like, cool, like go really do as many reps as you can. And you have doing five reps, 10 reps more than what you did when you thought you were getting two reps from failure. And so you can use that every once in a while. You can use failure every once in a while to gauge and kind of reset where you're at so you can understand where your reps in reserve actually are. But if you really, you, but really you only need to hone in on one or the other, at least for strength training. Um, knowing both can help you cross-reference your experience to make sure that you're hitting the proper intensity. But ultimately, if, if you're hitting one, you're likely hitting the other. And so you can use one or the other. Again, I use them in conjunction with each other. And so I'll use the I'll use reps and reserve mostly during the workout. So after each set, I'm asking myself, like, do I feel like I could have done more than one or two more reps? If, I, if my answer is yes, then I'm going to add some weight. And then at the end of the workout is where I'll typically rate that, that rating of perceived exertion, that RPE. And so again, the app that I use to track, Train Heroic, shout out to them, phenomenal app, um, asked me that at the end of my workout. And so I know um, then at the end, like, okay, like did I, did I push myself enough or do I need to make a note here that I can do a little bit more next time and, and get reminded of that before I go into my next workout. So I'll use, I'll use reps and reserve more on the micro 
more on individual sets to make sure that I'm pushing myself uh, properly within the workout, within each set. And then I'll use RPE at the end for more of the macro of like, okay, how hard was this workout in its entirety? And uh, that will help me determine just how difficult my workout was. And so if we understand RPE and RIR, then we can understand how to measure training intensity, and then we can manipulate that training intensity to get ourselves results. We can maximize our results in the minimum amount of time necessary to get said results. And that's why understanding these principles is so important so that we can adjust intensity to allow for that, to allow for time and workout efficiency, because that is always going to be a key for me. I know it is for many, many other dads, but if you understand RPE, RIR, if you apply it within your workouts, then again, you can make sure that you're sending a good enough stimulus, a strong enough stimulus to your body saying, hey, we need to grow some muscle. We need to grow some strength. We need to get more endurance. Whatever the uh, quality that you're looking to improve is, you're sending a strong enough signal to your body where your body's going, hmm, okay, we have got to adapt to this. But you're not jacking yourself up so much that your body spends all its time recovering and never actually gets into that adaptation that you're trying to tell it to do. It's a fine balance there. These two principles can help you find that balance. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. Again, it was super helpful for me to learn how to really train intensely and and in a proper intensity, not not doing too much, but also, as I said, not doing just under what I what I really should be doing to get the best possible results. So I hope it's helpful. Thank you guys for for your time, for your attention. It is always the most valuable thing that you can give. And we'll be back with more next week. 